episode 208 of the Witty and Gritty podcast. I am here with my highly beautiful co-host, bestie, Farron DeRue. <laughs> Welcome on the show, Farron. You've been here all 208 episodes. <laughs> I'm happy to be sitting by my best friend, Brooke Collier, who Look is the world's best cheerleader, probably the smartest person I know, and she's mm. killing it in this Bible thing. You know what, Farron? I am not an actual cheerleader. Fun fact. Ooh, I think I found myself a cheerleader. Oh. What is yeah. that? You are self-taught. <laughs> <laughs> As in an encourager, not a rah-rah, rah-rah-rah. I'm telling you, there's a lot of rah-rah <laughs> through the phone or the text message Basket all the time. Toss. Well, thanks. Basket toss. That's a cheer move. Yeah. I watched cheer on Netflix once. That show is very entertaining. Okay. Moving on. We are here for Colossians. We are. It's the last episode of our Fave Five from Colossians. You made it. We did it. Look at it, that. Unless you haven't done your homework And then yet. go back a couple episodes. Don't count <laughs> it yet. <laughs> yeah, don't count it yet. Go back and read chapter four, which is also a half a page. Oh, you can do it. Great. Wonderful. I believe in you. So today we are focusing on chapter four, verses five through six. Yes. Baron, Final verse in Colossians. Would you like to go first? Okay, I'll go first. Yes, okay. You're nice and warmed up. Now. <sighs> All right. Up. ESV. Walk in wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use of time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. And the NLT. Live wisely among those who are not believers and make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be gracious and attractive so that you will have the right response for everyone. Man, I love that we read two different versions. I'm thinking, would I rather my food be attractive or salty? I mean, are they one and the same? I guess if it looked unattractive, I would not taste it. <laughs> are we talking about it? dessert? Or are we talking about... <laughs> to see if it was... Oh, but that's my favorite is sweet and salty mixed uh, okay, together. No. Oh, well, let us know more about what um, you think is attractive and salty. Food-wise. Queso is not very attractive, but is very salty. Okay. Especially the chilies one. There you go. <laughs> okay, we're hungry. Moving on, moving on. Yes. We really are. This, if this episode's five minutes, it's because we went to eat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so verse five, it talks about, it reiterates that Paul is writing to the Colossians, and they are struggling with, they're doing a good, a good job following Jesus but there are all these outside worldly pressures, and sometimes that can be so overwhelming, and it is just a lot. So he's praying, he's advising, he's doing all these things for the Colossians, and that's what this letter is. And in the second half of verse 5, it says, make the most of every opportunity. If you go back a mini-season, we have a whole episode about making the most of every opportunity in another letter that Paul wrote. So that's why we're briefly touching on 5. Correct. Okay. So let's talk about reading. We like to pull out words in this part of our read, pray, talk, tell method. And so the fact that he is, again, talking about non-believers, it's easy to be gracious and fill your words with salt when you're talking to people that have the same belief and beliefs and thoughts as you, but it's a little bit harder when you don't see eye to eye. Mm -hmm. We've mentioned this in the past with being gracious. We should be so gracious that it does not make sense to a non-believer, like giving up your seat or giving someone something, and it doesn't make sense. Like, wow, this is way too much. Why did you do this? 
I just felt like I should. Mm-hmm. God wanted me to. Here you go. Don't worry about it. It shouldn't make sense because it's not of this world. So, of course, it shouldn't. So, we need to be overly gracious through the help of Jesus because I know that can be hard sometimes. It's hard for me. And when you come, when you think about salt, I like your, the ESV where it says seasoned with salt versus attractive. <laughs> But it's noticeable. It's very noticeable if there's salt on something. If I gave you a chocolate chip cookie and then put salt on it and you didn't know and then you took a bite, you would know that there is salt on it. I would be pleased. (laughs) You are a salt person. Look at you. I think another important word to pull out before we do a deep dive is that it says how you ought to answer each person. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it has each in the ESV makes me think that... It might you might have to tailor your response differently depending on the recipient, but more on that here in a bit. Yes, my the NLT version says the right response for everyone. It's just interesting how it how that verse speaks to you. Like answer each ought to answer each person, and then me being a one, the right response for everyone. I just know I want to know what to say. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's that's the read. We broke down different parts of the scripture. Let's get into the pray. I think something that you could pray for as you read through this scripture, if it's speaking to you and someone comes to mind that you need to have a conversation with or praying in advance, because how many times do you walk into unexpected conversations and you say, man, if I should have said this or I would have said that. And so praying in advance, you could talk about praying for the right timing because maybe you do need to say something. That doesn't mean the next time you see them is going to be the right time. Yep. So timing is really important. I sometimes tell my kids, if you would have waited like 20 minutes to ask me, it probably would have been a yes. Read the room, baby. Read yes. the room. But right now it's a no. I'll let you know if I change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Proceeds to not change mine. <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out she did not, in fact, change her mind. I like how you said word choice, too. And I'm going to throw in tone. Mm. Body because, language. Yes. I mean, all of it. It's because my my version says the right response. Response doesn't necessarily just mean words. It can mean your face. There are so many. <laughs> my face kind of tells what I feel. Farron, you bought me a shirt not too long ago and says, I don't need a mood ring. My face something about my, something like that. It's my face. Like, my thank face you, Farron. is my mood my ring. My face is my mood ring, which, so sorry, everyone. But Morgan does a really good job of calling that out. <laughs> Because <laughs> usually it's he's either asking for a favor and it does not do me any harm to go like walk across the room for him while he's having to type at his computer for something. But he'll be like, oh, it's just asking a favor. I'm like, oh, I didn't say anything. Oh, it's my face. My face is what's doing that. <laughs> and Farron, you're really good about being like, smile. Good Lord. How many times do I have to say it? Is every episode? Yes, it is. Every you know, episode. Here's the deal, though. I know you enough. And that's where Jacob gets frustrated because I will tell him he needs to fix his face. And he looks at me like, how rude. I'm not upset. Like, you should know this is not me upset. And I just, it's usually in a social situation with Mm -hmm. people that don't, in fact, know he's not upset. So I'm just, I'm trying to help his cause. Uh When people get to know him, they really do like him, but he's not always the most approachable go listen to his episode we'll link it it's in our love language mini series yeah i I do have another suggestion is that under pray maybe you need to start with questioning Mm -hmm. you might need to start with asking a question because you might be operating from a place of assumption 
assuming why the person did or said the thing. Mm -hmm. And so instead, starting with a question could be part of your best word choice. Maybe with a little more insight, you have a better approach when confronting or just having a discussion with this person. I like that. And when you're praying about it, take those questions to God. God can be your filter sometimes when you ask the question. Because then, like you were saying, Farron, last episode, how would you feel if God asked you like that? So Mm -hmm. take those effective questions to God, maybe filter through, and then that goes right into talk. Whenever you're going to go talk to that person, you've prayed about it, you've had this conversation with God, he's still saying, yes, these are okay questions to go and ask, then make sure you fix your face, your body language, your tone, approach it in a way that makes sense. Because it's going to be different for everybody. I don't even talk to Sloan and Scout the same. They're two different humans. They're one year apart, and they're very, they need, they need different. And that's fine. I hear you 100%. Uh, this one is the fine line of gossiping versus really seeking advice. This is why you pray about it first. Yes. But it could be helpful to ask, you know, your fellow Christian community, maybe just one person, about the situation Because sometimes having a conversation, the person sees it from a different perspective. Yes. And also, if you are looking to share your faith more, but you're all afraid of how people will receive it, you could talk to someone who you feel does a great job of sharing their faith, that they may have encountered a less than receptive response from non-believers, right? Because that's the thing that was pointed out in verse 5, and talk about, well, how did you handle that situation Mm. or is there a word choice you have if you know you're speaking to a non-believer and you can even be vague with either the situation or the person you could just say I'm I am working with someone who is this type of personality they're either really combative or they're really passive or they're whatever it is and this is the situation if you were talking to someone like that how Would you guide that conversation? I'm a little stuck with that. That is a great example of not making it gossipy. Yeah, for sure. I like that you gave people that example. Brooke, way to go. Also, fun fact, if the person you need to talk to, you can, you know, we talked about a couple episodes ago. Hey, what's your advice for if you talk, if you need to talk to someone, Pat, like Farron, you're super passive compared to me, more combative. That's not a negative thing. That's just a different thing. Just you're facts. a nine, I'm a one. <laughs> it's fine. And if I needed to approach a friend who was also passive, I could either listen to you about how would you want to be approached because I know you're a nine, this other person is a nine, that might be helpful. But also, what if I needed to talk to you? but let you down easy or something, then I could hear directly from the source how they need to be talked to. Again, not trying to trick or be malicious. It's loving them well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's good preparing for the future too. Like, hey, if we have a disagreement, what is the best way to go about that? Mm -hmm. And your kids too. And man, you're going to have lots of disagreements with your kids. (laughs) If you're not sure or you wonder if, hmm, I feel like they're not listening. Well, maybe the way you're saying it, not that they can't comprehend it, but it's not being received well. In a time of not argument, (laughs) you could say, hey, you know, if I have to tell you that I'm not happy with your behavior, what is the best way that I could do that where you, you know, wouldn't have your feelings hurt? Be responsive. Yeah. 
Yes, I like that. One more thing before, because that leads us directly into the tell part, but we've mentioned Enneagram numbers. We're saying random numbers. That's the Enneagram. It's a personality typing system. It is not the end-all, be-all. It is a tool you can use to help learn and understand about other people. We have two mini-series. We'll link both of those. If you're like, what's the Enneagram? Click Enneagram 101. And if you're like, okay, but how do I use that with other people? Enneagram 202 or 201 is for you. Cool. All right, back to tell, because you were talking about how you need to find a time of peace to bring this about, especially if it's conflict resolution or it's a behavior that you don't want to see in your child. How do you go about doing that? Yeah, and so we talked about how you could ask them how they'd like to receive it, but I wonder, as you're refreshing everybody, is like, how would I respond to that? Because mm-hmm. my first response is anti-conflict, like, can we just not talk about it? <laughs> <laughs> Which is not healthy or beneficial. It's comfortable, but not healthy or beneficial. So um, you might need to sit with that question also so you can have a answer modeling, especially if your kids are younger, for how they might like to receive it. So, so with my kids right now, for example, Sloan, she does not like being talked to in a stern either raised voice or a louder voice or one that sounds uh, mean is the descriptor she gives. And <laughs> I caught myself the other day and she's like, you're talking to me like that. And I was like, oh man. But instead of being reflective and praying through what I should say, I said, well, I've already asked you to do this three times. So this is the voice that you get, which probably wasn't the right thing. It makes worldly sense. But I also need to step back and follow up with her and say, okay, there have been times where, insert scenario, how would you like me to approach it? And a lot of times the answer is, say, this is the first time I'm asking you. I'm asking in a sweet, kind voice. Will you please? Blah, blah, blah. And that usually does the trick. I wonder if you could follow that up with, and then what should the next step be if you don't listen Mm -hmm. that time? You know, just interesting. Yes. Yes. TBD, I'll let you know. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait. So this goes from speaking from parent to kid, but we also need to teach kid to kid Mm. conversations. Mm. And we are, are, I know, both of our kids go to places, they frequent places where not everyone's a believer, which, hello world, yeah, don't we all live there? So we have to equip them on how to have those conversations too. And inter-sibling conversations are a great place. There's sometimes where the older two want to rationalize with the younger one, and they're like, just do this, and, you know, like they're trying to open the package thing, mm-hmm. and they just, they're like, just tear on the thing, or here, I can open it, and then they start getting mad because sister's still mad, and so it's like, I've, your notes have, does it need to be said now, and so I have to sometimes console the older ones because everyone's getting upset at the same time. <laughs> I'm also upset. So I have to recognize, <laughs> hey, I know what you're saying. It's trying to be helpful, but it's not the right time because she's already so upset. Her limbic system has hijacked her brain. Exactly. And so they feel seen and heard, mm-hmm. and it helps them kind of remove themselves from the situation. Mm-hmm. And then I can get to the one who's exploding everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> So we have the questions, does it need to be said now or in that way or with that tone or with this response? And then how can we say that better? So reflecting, so when you can circle back to your older and say, hey, remember this? What's a way we can better say that? Or even when my kids come ask me a question, sometimes I'll just say, read the room, 
Like if me and dad are talking and you're like, mom, 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 read the room, read the room, because it's going to be really hard to say yes to whatever it is you're wanting right now. So does it need to be said now or how can I say it better? And there's been times where me and my kids, we've, I've pretended to be the other person and they would practice the conversation with me just so they felt more confident walking into that situation. I like that. Um, that had me thinking too. Last episode, we talked about, you know, here's how you're saying it. Here's a better way to say it. But at some point, they have to take on more of that ownership. And so saying, how can we say that better is a great question to ask if you've already given them the words uh-huh. and options. Like you've taught it. Yes. You've taught it, but they're not applying it. At some point, stop feeding them the words and say, what, how could you say that better? And they better quickly produce those words in this house or <laughs> they can go somewhere and think about it till they can come up with those words. So at some point, they have to take on that ownership if you want to see it apply. If you're like, I keep feeding them the words, but they don't use them. Okay, the next question piece is to stop it and say, how can you say that better? Mm-hmm. Okay, now fix your face and your tone and say it to sister. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, I use the phrase, would you like to try again? Mm-hmm. And that gives the option of, I need a minute, or yes, I would like to try again. And the, the, the option is not no. <laughs> <laughs> it's either you need a minute or... But, and that's also teaching EQ. There's sometimes people grow up not knowing all the EQ. And so if you can teach a kid to read the room learn how to ask the question, be able to follow up rationally in a nice way that is seasoned with salt and attractive and the right response for everyone, then that is a great way to go through. Brooke, what is EQ? EQ is your your emotional intelligence. So you can walk in a room and, oh, this person is visibly upset. I'm not going to go and say something that's going to make them more upset. So why don't you just open the chip bag? I'm trying! Yes. That would be reading the room, finding that EQ there. Absolutely. Okay. Wonderful. We did it. You did it. Everybody celebrate. Confetti cannons. (laughs) (laughs) You read a whole book. This is your fourth book you've read this year. Congratulations. Yeah. Check it off if you've got a tally sheet or something. And if you've read it twice, then count it twice. Yeah. Wonderful. So next mini-series, we're going to leave. So we've done four mini-series on Paul's letters from prison. Look at that guy go. Paul in prison. And now we're going to start our summer mini-series coming up. What are we going to feature, Farron? No, I like the way you say it. (laughs) Kid classics! Yes, it always rattles off your tongue so fun. (laughs) With lots of salt. (laughs) (laughs) Go get some queso. Kids classics. Kids classics. Classic summertime. It needs a little jingle. Oh, jingle jangle. We'll come up with that. (laughs) Tune in next week. (laughs) And you'll hear the kid classic. Never a dull moment. Never. All right. Wait, before you go. You know what, Brooke? Tell me, Dan. <laughs> I didn't know this was going to be how we were going to segue into this part of the <laughs> podcast, but I like it. With the, you know what, Brooke? Did you know there's some people that have not had the opportunity to listen to our podcast before? What? I know. And you know, we need our listeners' help. If you guys have enjoyed the series of Paul's letters and you know friends that want to learn more about the Bible, but man, that book is thick and intimidating. Please share our podcast with them. I'm sure there's something in there for everybody. So go ahead and share this episode or any previous episodes that you guys have found especially helpful with those you love. 
I know they'll appreciate it. Thanks. You can send them the link, wittyandgritty.blog forward slash podcast, and you can see all of our mini series on there. So you can see if it's letters from Paul, if it's about the Enneagram, or if it's about habits or capturing your thoughts. Yes, all the things. You can see all of them on there on that website. Also, wherever you're listening to this, if it's on an app, there's a button that you can share this episode. Look at that. You're like three clicks away from spreading Jesus around. Hooray. You could be the answer to someone's prayer by sharing what we're sharing here. Go be salty. (laughs) (laughs) Bye.